What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Playing Rotation Podcast. CJ, Ryan, Jack, and Scott here with you today. Shooting this podcast on Sunday, January 17th. Episode 23. This is our Jordan episode. So crazy. I honestly can't believe that we've, we're 23 episodes in. I know some people might have thought like, oh, your podcast isn't lasting more than a couple. But here we are, episode 23. So happy to see that. We just finished watching round two or the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Um, I'm not very happy. My Rams just got booted out of the playoffs. I know that, that makes Jack kind of happy. All of our um, teams are officially out. All of our teams are officially out. So, you know, I'm a free agent fan now. I got to find a new team. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't jumped on the Bills bandwagon yet. I am jumping on the Bills Mafia. I'm part of Bills Mafia now. I'm calling it right now. That's America's team hey, right there. I'm not even going to lie, bro. I have so much respect for Bills Mafia. Yeah. I was I was on social media after the game, and I guess they were all like – super supportive of lamar jackson and they they raised over like 200 grand for his charity isn't that they are probably they're probably like the nice the most they're probably the classiest fan base in the nfl i don't know anybody who's like a an asshole bills fan i don't know very many bills fans but they all seem like they're pretty chill they're pretty humble you know what i mean they've had 20 yeah. years or they're 40 years since they made the playoffs they're humble i, I respect, think they got, yeah. i respect the hell out of that team and that that fan base for sure that four that four year run when they just kept getting they kept making the Super Bowl and losing, I think that's probably what humbled them, to be honest. Like, <laughs> like that is that sucks. There's a lot of things that probably humbled them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um you know, happy for Bill's Mafia. You know, you have four new fans here <laughs> for the for the time being. Wait, are you guys don't you don't agree? No, I'm don't with it. Like, I'm rooting for the Bills. I'm with I it. I think I wouldn't be upset. I would not be upset, but I, I think I want the Packers, bro. I think I'm gonna go with my man oh. John. Corey. I think I'm gonna go with my man John Corey. I know he's gonna be happy. I said that. You know, I want to. I want to see Aaron Rodgers get another one. I mean, I, I might be rooting for them next week too. I'm not gonna lie. I actually almost hopped on the Browns one bandwagon earlier. Oh this, hell no, nah, <laughs> man! I hate the Browns. I hate Baker Mayfield, but I cannot believe you just say that shit. Oh my goodness! I was actually with you. I kind of wanted uh, the Browns to pull it out today. That I, I was with you guys too, man. I'm not gonna lie. They were shell shocked, bro. The Kansas City Chiefs were shell shocked. They lost uh, their quarterback. You know, like. Like I have been, have had this thought like this whole year. Mahomes ain't nobody gonna hurt Mahomes because, you know, he's got a pretty solid O line. He gets gets rid of the ball pretty quickly. He knows when to slide. He's pretty mobile. Like so, nobody can you know touch him. But today he was like concussed, so backup had to come in, and we'll talk more about that later. But I mean, the whole city is probably like lost the breath for a little bit. But um, all right. So today is episode twenty three. Of our of our podcast, um, Michael Jordan episode, LeBron James episode, Cam Akers episode. I know just to get things started, just to mix it up a little bit. But um, what, I know we didn't grow up in that era. But I'm curious, what is your favorite Jordan moment of all time? I mean, you go you go the cliche thing and go the game six or the game seven shot. But uh, or wait, sick? I would say yeah. flu game for yeah, me. I, I, think flu flu game, game. I think flu game is iconic. You know, I think that's, oh, that's a good one. That's the one for me. Flu game. Oh wait, the, the eyes closed. The the eyes closed on the free throw. With okay, that was pretty sick. Mine, when he was talking shit with Elijah one. Yeah, yeah. Was lit. mine was my uh, my favorite moment is probably when he was like a second or third year player, and he like scored a hundred points in two games against Boston, and I was like, that was like really put the league on notice. Um, you know, we were watching the Last Dance in earlier in the summer, so. That moment mixed with like the the video production, like it just really made it a lot sweeter. It was a cool moment. I wish I was alive, you know, at the time. But um, yeah, Ryan, you have any uh, Jordan moments, dude? You guys said it, the flu game. The, I actually have a picture of of his shot against Utah, the fi- the final shot um, in my in my room back at my parents' place. Um, the uh, the game actually when he won the NBA finals right after his dad was killed. Oh yeah. The Sonics game. And like just him like on the floor, just bawling his eyes out. Cause like his dad was so influential in his life and like such a big part that that, that moment right there was probably, probably pretty emotional for him. It was pretty cool 
that, you know, he was able to play through and kind of win it for him. So yeah, it was really tough. I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of Jordan moments that you can go through and and say those those are my favorite. It's tough to pick one. All right, here's a good question. Here's a good question. I know I know we're not very like we're not big sneakerheads. Um, you know, I just don't have the income for it. <laughs> but um, as of right now, you know, we haven't made it big yet, so <laughs> I'm just playing. But um, you know, if you were to have, if you could get any pair of Jordans you want. Tell me, like, which ones would you get? Easily, easily the bread. Easily the breads. The breads, okay. yeah. The only reason the breads over the Concord is because I like the colorway of the breads. Like, I like the red and black flow better. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the Concord, the 11s are just classic. But, yeah, easily, like, hands down. Okay. All right. Jack? Jack, did you have a pair of Jordans, bro? Okay, so this is the story time. I got the 11 Space Jams okay. uh, a couple years ago. And I got the special edition ones where there was like the Bugs Bunny year one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of cool. It had like a special edition box. It it was kind of cool. It was like, it was like Bugs Bunny and it was like a bunch of different like uh, aspects of him intertwined to make a 23. Uh, instead okay. of the 23, it had the 45 on the back of the shoes. Um and I had them for a while, didn't really wear them, um, and then I sold them, and I really okay, How much did it. you get them for? I'm actually curious because I want to see uh, if, like, what do we need to shoot like, for here? It, it was like two twenty. <laughs> there were there were two twenty at the time, so they were expensive. They were expensive. Well, it's like, compared to now, like I go to like the the Spectrum, the Irvine yeah. Spectrum store. Dude, the Spectrum has a new like store where they're selling Jordans, yeah, classic Jordans. I saw that. And bucks yeah i'm i'm pretty pissed that i got rid of them i don't know why it'd be such a sick thing to still have but yeah. sold those off um i i broke even on them i was just ca- trying to get rid of them i was trying to get quick cash uh actually for a birthday gift for my girlfriend shout, shout out, out. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> um so um yeah and I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to consider 11s to be my favorite anymore, though. I, I really love the 11s. Uh, I love the Concords, and I actually like the Pantones, which is that I'm, I'm a big fan of the Carolina blue. And if you guys know what the Pantones look like, it's the really it's a light blue and UNC yeah, yeah. color. Um, mm-hmm. So I like those. But then I, you know, you can't go wrong with the ones either. And I do like the Chicago's and um, and the bread version of that. So just the black and red. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would consider those like my top four. So the Concords, Pantones, the ones and the bread version, and then the Chicago's. Okay. You got probably have more sneaker knowledge than me. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty impressive stuff right there. Scott. Yeah. All right, man. I got to show love to my man, Drake, you know, those Air Jordan OVO tens. Those are so clean. With the OVO on the back, on the that shit is so clean. I think those have to be in my top three. And then I'd probably put Shattered Backboard ones in there. And then, shoot. Oh, those are sick. I like the, the Travis Scott. Man, those are so dope. The, the ones with the, like his little logo on the, on the back. No, I'm kidding. That shit is so dope. Oh, those are sick. Yeah. yeah. But, bro, it's crazy because right when, right when Last Dance aired, you saw like the spike in price for all of Jordans. Like all the Jordan one highs, they all go for like four hundred dollars now. Oh yeah. At least, at least that. Like you'd be lucky to find a pair for four hundred dollars. So everything's just so expensive right now, you know? And your boy ain't got a full time job yet. So I can't really I can't really do yet. that right now. Yet. Yeah, yet. Maybe yet. next week though. Um <laughs> Hey, next week. Hey, me hey. too. Me too. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, same here. Um, I would like, you know, I'd, I'd like to have some Space Jams at some point in my lifetime. I told myself, you know, when I turned 23, I would get, um, get myself a pair of Jordans. And I could, you know, I could pull the trigger, but I'm a little scared too, you know. Like, that's a big purchase. <laughs> I don't want to wear them out too much. But, yeah, Space Jams would be mine. Uh, some ones would be cool to have as your first Jordans. I mean, that's where it all started. Um, you know, maybe in the near future, like like Scott said, but uh, you know, once I once I get a comf- a comfortable flow of income, yeah, Jordans would be cool. All right, so let's just move on. Let's just start talking about 
you know, this weekend in sports. Let's talk about, you know, the four divisional games that we had today or this weekend. Starting off with the Rams losing to the Packers 32-18. to 18. Um, I'll start off with my thoughts. I mean, honestly, it's not that the Rams played poorly. I think the Packers just are just are they just really good, man. They have 484 yards of total offense, 296 yards passing, and about 180 yards rushing. And the big thing to me for them is they allowed zero sacks. And, you know, that's the strength of the Rams' defense, uh, getting pressure. You know, pressure creates turnovers. They were the number one scoring defense, right, the Rams were. And you can only score if you – you can only create turnovers if you create pressure. And zero sacks, that's a testament to um, the Packers' O-line – even without their their all pro left tackle, and um, you know Rogers' ability to escape the pocket and whatnot and make a play, do what he does. They dominated time of possession. Only go, they went eight for twelve on third. And you know for the fact that Alan Lazard was the leading receiver was surprising to me because I thought you know as long as Ramsey could somewhat limit Devontae, I don't think the weapons around Rogers are good enough to, with the exception of Aaron Jones, I don't think the weapons were good enough to. Uh, make something happen. And, you know, they really got to Jerry Goff on defense. The defense really stepped up when they needed to. Um, they got some big sacks. Now, that's my assessment on the Packers. So let's start with the winners first before we, before we like, shit on my team here. So, uh, <laughs> um, you guys' thoughts on uh, Green Bay? I, I, I was just going to say, I knew it was going to be a heated matchup between Devontae and Jalen. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but before the game had started, there was, like, pictures on social media that Devontae was, like, talking to Jalen on the sideline. And then they had to be like separated, kind of. Um, so I yeah, knew I, I knew there's a lot of mutual respect because I've seen clips of them at like Pro Bowl and stuff like that. But um, I knew it was gonna get heated. You know, playoffs, heat of the moment. I mean, the top, arguably the top cornerback in my opinion, top cornerback, and then the best receiver in the game. So kind of inevitable. But it was a good a good matchup overall. I would give it to Devonte. I mean, and and they move on. So yeah, I mean, I feel like. With Aaron Rodgers playing as well as he's playing right now, they're always going to be in the game, like always. And that kind of showed, like, he can make these other receivers that that truly, like, aren't that good. Like, he can make them look like stars because he's just placing the ball, like, exactly where it needs to be all the time. He's escaping the pocket. Like, he's doing what he has to do. So, like, as long as Aaron Rodgers continues to play the way he is, which I don't know why he would stop now, like, the Packers are going to have a good chance at going the distance. Very true. And I'm sorry, Aaron. I've I've been I've been knocking you for the past few years saying you can't do it anymore. Um you know, first playoff game of, you know, pl- very dominating performance from him, so uh, you know, like you said, if he keeps this up, I really do not see a chance for the Buccaneers. Um, but you never know. But good job for for the Packers. I mean, Scott, you had this. You brought up this great point. You said that Aaron Rodgers is the best. You didn't say greatest, oh, yeah. which I like. You said the best quarterback of all time. And you know, yeah. after thinking about it, I, I disagree with you initially. But after thinking about it, you might have a point. Like talent wise, and strictly talent, I actually have said this to like you know off the air that Rodgers is the best or the most talented quarterback of all time simply mm-hmm. because of the throws he makes. And, yeah, you know that's how- exactly what I was thinking. Like, it's crazy. The man, like, can throw 60 yards easily off his back foot. Like, it's insane what this man can do with a football. And that's why I said best. He's obviously not the most successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Tom. You know, Tom mm-hmm. may be, like, the best game-managing QB. You can say that. And obviously, he's, like, the most successful um, but as far as just QB goes, I would have to give it to Aaron Rodgers. And then, I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's he'll be in that conversation when his time comes to an end. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I got I got Aaron Rodgers at number one. And that's even um, putting him over Marino and freaking what? Who else did you say? Um, Chase. No, what's his name? QB for 49ers. Oh, Steve Young. Steve Young. <laughs> he said yeah, Chase, Young. Chase Young. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I mean, like the throws that he was able to make. What throw? The throw that sticks out in my mind was the Cowboys divisional round a couple of years ago, down the sideline to Jared Cook setting up the game-winning field goal. Like this guy's just different. Like that's there's a reason why Stephen A. Smith calls him like the baddest he's, man on the yep, planet. Yeah, he's a bad man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's not. He, <laughs> he does things you're not supposed to do on the football field. You know, I don't know how Ryan watches 
and purchase bears twenty two times a year. <laughs> um, but, Dude, uh, it's always tough because like we went we went from fucking Brett Favre to this fucker. <laughs> and I mean, we just haven't had a break for like thirty years. Like, I cannot wait till this whoever their backup is. I forget who it is. Like Bryce Love comes in, and he just sucks it up, dude. I Jordan hope this Love. guy is just horrible for the sake. Jordan Love for the sake of the NFC North. I hope this guy sucks, and I hope that the Packers don't have to be <laughs> once Rodgers retires. But I gotta give it to Rodgers, man. Like, like I said, like I feel like he always keeps him in the game, no matter what, because he's that good. He's he's like he. I mean, it's like having Breeze or Brady or any of these other greats. Like with them at quarterback, you know, you always have a chance. So, yep, no, I it's tough to watch. I am really excited to watch him play Brady though. Next week, it's gonna be a great matchup. Mm-hmm. Tampa's defense is is probably the best. Is probably better defense. No, not better than the Rams, but Tampa's got a good defense. They obviously have a way better offense than the Rams. So I think it's going to be a, a really good matchup. And like, I would, I would not sleep on Tampa Bay this upcoming week. I, I think it's going to be a, a close game. I think it's going to be a good one. I do. I do agree. Yeah. I think also you, you did bring up Jordan Love. I think something as a Bears fan that you could be happy about is they spent a first round pick on him. I mean, and, and it looks like Aaron Rodgers. It was like, first. the last, yeah, it was like one first, of the last yeah. picks in the first, but I mean, they spent a first round pick on him. And it still looks like Aaron Rodgers still got a good three to five years. Yeah, but the thing is, is I mean, I feel like as a Packers person, you have to re-sign Rodgers when his contract's up. But like, do you at the age? I don't know how old he is. I think he's like thirty-six. By the time his contract's up, like thirty-seven. Do you re-sign him, or do you just retire there? Or do you? But like, why do you pick your your like why pick Jordan Love then? You know what I mean? Like what? I think it's because he was declining last if, year. If I'm if last I'm the Packers, I'm re-signing him. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, what do they decide though? Do like, I do that. I mean, it's the same combo with some of these other greats that don't end up retiring where they played their whole career because they're 38, and it's like you're gonna ask me for 50 mil or whatever. Do we have that type of money for two years? You know what I'm saying? So it'll be interesting to see what they do when his contract's up. They did the same thing to Rodgers when Favre was there. Favre kept Rodgers on the on the bench for three years, bro. So I'm pretty sure it's like the same type of formula. So I can see like I can still see him like doing the same thing the the Rodgers treatment, the Favre Rodgers treatment. Um, okay, but Jordan Love, this is his second year there. So never mind. No, this is rookie season. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, flipping over to the uh, Ram side of the field. To be honest, I don't think they played that poorly. They still had 244 yards of total offense. Uh, they were able to get the run game going. Cam Akers looks really good. He's the future. Um, you know, very Todd Gurley-ish, maybe even better. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but they just did not get enough pressure on on the quarterback. And, you know, that has to do with uh, Aaron Donald's health and just simply how simply good how, you know, simply that Rodgers is amazing. So, I mean, the Packers are really good this year. Uh, Rams didn't play that poorly. Uh, the big problem for me, though, and I thought you guys probably noticed this, and I've been kind of saying this for a, a, a long time now. The big problem with the Rams is the quarterback play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Goff does make some good throws here and there, but he's not mobile enough to make big plays. You know, the, the guy all year long has been just sitting in the pocket and just taking sacks when, you know, he needs to make something happen. You know, you can't just take, like, Brady's a goat, so he can do that. You know, Breeze is one of the goats. He can do that. Um, even Ben is agile enough to make a play. Rodgers is agile enough to make a play. Goff, you're not like those guys. You need to be able to, like, make something happen. So this is why, hear me out here, I think they should. the Rams should make a play for Deshaun. You know, they have the contracts are kind of similar. Um, and, you know, you could, you know, that I've heard, I've seen some things on Bleacher Report where they trade Goff and some picks or Goff and some young assets for Deshaun. So try and, you know, try and toy with that. Because you know Deshaun in LA would be something nice. I don't see. What do you guys think? But I think that'd be that'd be. I think for whoever gets Deshaun, that'd be freaking amazing. You know, that's a that's a young a young quarterback franchise quarterback that can both run the ball and he can sling it. So I think whoever lands him, um, they're gonna be set for five to ten years. Shoot, Ryan and Jack. We just move on. But I, I, I will say this: I don't think that he's gonna. Be, I think his best fit is probably with Chicago, um, hey. Chicago or Miami. But I just don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be very interesting um, to see what happens. 
Ryan did not even hear that until you. Ryan would like left the set. <laughs> left. The did line. I hear that correctly? <laughs> until you said that. Did I? Did I? Did no, I, did. That Bro, yeah. I did hear that. I did hear that. Oh yeah, it I, is I, true. I'll say that. I do you, agree that, with you, Scott. That's definitely his best fit. I was. I was actually. I was actually talking about this uh, with one of my buddies um, today. Shout out Hussein. Uh, and I was telling him, I was like, dude, the Bears kind of did this before. They gave up a shit ton of stuff for Khalil Mack. It didn't win him a Super Bowl, but that year that they got him, right, they were 12-4. and four. It, it was like the best Bears season in a long time. I can see them doing this, and I can also see Ryan Pace doing this to make up for what happened in the draft five, four years ago, whatever it was. You know what I mean? Trading up for Mitch Trubisky, yeah. Like, I can see them trying to make this happen to write the quote-unquote ship that, you know, was Mitch Trubisky. Obviously, Deshaun Watson's a lot better than Mitch. Mitch, I love you, bud. I, I, I mean... You just didn't get it done, man. You just didn't get it done. I wanted, I wanted it to work out for him, but, anyways, I I can see Chicago making it happen. And the best thing about it, bro, is if the Bears still are the same Bears, Matt Nagy's gonna get fired so quickly. It'll be good. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game. I really don't have that much uh, insight because it was kind of a boring game. But the Ravens lost, or the Bills beat the Ravens seventeen to three. It seemed like a more of a defensive battle. It was you know, for the, sure. Yeah. I mean, Lamar. They were moving the ball. Baltimore. Baltimore was moving the ball, but um, the Bills are a really good team too. You know, they're just they got they're stacked up front on defense and in the back line. Uh, one of the best secondaries in the league, um, my opinion, underrated at least. And then you have the Ravens. You know, I think they got to make some changes here because. They look pretty unprepared for this game. I mean, like the center snapping the ball over Lamar's head like twice, two or three times in the game. Like, that's not good stuff, man. And you got him hurt. And, you know, that you th- you would kind of hope they would have better playoff performances in the last few years. Yes, they won last week. But, you know, preparing for when they were the number one seed and lost to Tennessee, they did not look prepared for that game. And they didn't look prepared for this game either. You know, only three points on the board, which is kind of disappointing. Um I think something's got to change. I, I, I mean, John Harbaugh, I think, is good enough to still be the coach there, but you got to change. I think the he just. Oh no, no, it's his brother. Never mind. I was just gonna say, I think the Ravens are just too one-dimensional on offense when it comes to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and I think they need to add add something else because, like, I mean, we saw it with with Tennessee last year. If you can shut down the run as successfully as they did, which the Bills did, it kind of gets them in trouble now. I mean, Lamar went out with a concussion. That changes stuff. But I I just I think that that offense needs to bring in a new element that they don't even have to use it that often, but at least practice it so that when they get into situations where the run heavy style isn't working, they can they can get away from it. And that's kind of the one thing with Tennessee is like when Derrick Henry isn't necessarily leading leading the charge, like Tannehill has, at least in the past years, has been good enough to get them out of it, right? Like throwing to A.J. Brown or play right, action sure. or whatever. And like Lamar can with his legs, but if they can contain him, you know what I mean? So I think I think there just needs to be a little bit more dynamic offense for them to take that next step. I agree with you. I agree too. Uh, also um, – you know, I also think the Bills. You're flipping it over on the other side. We can only we can cover this game for a little bit because um, this game was kind of a boring game compared to the other two games or the three games. Uh, the Bills, I think, are built to beat the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, they mm-hmm. have a really good defense, top to bottom, like I mentioned, and you know, they play in cold weather. So they, playing Kansas City in Lake or playing Kansas City next week in Arrowhead, um, it's not going to be that. I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem for them. You know, they do have. Fans there in Missouri, COVID apparently doesn't exist because that's the most fans I've ever seen at an NFL stadium this year. Bro, they started um, off the whole se- they started off the season with fans. Well, yeah, there was a lot there in the first game, but mm-hmm. in the playoffs, you know, yeah. triple it up. But um, yeah. you know, I think they're they're going to put up a good fight. I think you know the Bills are good enough to hold on to the ball, time of possession, keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline if he's healthy. Um, you know, like, what are you guys' feelings about you know? 
since we are Bills Mafia, what is our feeling about our team? Uh, I don't know about all that. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. This is what I'm feeling. I feel like the Bills have a very good chance at winning this game. Like you said, they're built. They got defense. They got offense. They're kind of a full thing. But the thing is, is when you play Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team, like you just feel like they always always have a chance to win like you just you just kind of have that feeling it's like shit like like the chiefs the chiefs have a very good chance to win but we got some hope for the bills so i i think it's like it's a toss mm. I'm, yeah. look, I'm still looking forward to that i'll jack, go ahead and, uh, go ahead jack you haven't said anything go ahead oh, i was just gonna ask so i i wasn't able to see it how how bad is mahomes concussion is he definitely gonna be able to play next week okay dude, oh, I actually read, wait wait i actually read something and they said that like the way he got tackled, it like pinched a, a blood vessel or something in his neck. So like the blood flow kind of slowed. So he got up too quick, and it like you know, f- I don't know fucked something up. Fucked and up they, some. I don't know. Fucked up his brain. Or, I don't know something. It, to me, it didn't. So, me, it, out there, think, yeah. so they're saying that he's gonna be back because like when you watch the replay, like he didn't really hit his head on it. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. He didn't get hit in the head. So it's a yeah. weird. It's a weird thing. So I don't know how bad the concussion is, but. Yeah. Okay, because I'm going to completely agree with Ryan. So although the Bills – it's like – it's just like with um, with Tom Brady. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, we have seen how he can turn up in the playoffs. That yeah. man can do anything to win a game. I mean, so although the Bills' defense, yes, it's built to beat Kansas City, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to turn on his inner Jordan – and he Uh-oh. will find ways to win. So, yeah, I agree with you. I agree uh, although, you know, Buffalo, it's kind of like this beautiful story. You know, they finally made the playoffs. They actually have a really strong team. It's going to be tough. It, 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 you never know. I mean, who knows? They they might. If anything, I'm going to predict that Mahomes is going to struggle in the first half. Or Kansas City, his offense in general, is going to struggle in the first half. And then they'll have like an explosive second half. But that's yeah. how I see it. I, I'm with you guys. I think that I think if Mahomes plays like it's gonna be a good ass game. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game, and um, I can easily see the Bills taking it. Um, but I do want to talk about this the Ravens real quick. So, okay, their 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 kicker missed the first two kicks. Um, so it was a three three game. I yeah. think for the longest time it should have been nine three Ravens. Um, that was big because it was such a low scoring game. Um, but I think that, yeah, some work, some work needs to be done with that offense. Uh, I think Ryan kind of said it all, but I think the big thing this offseason is go get yourself a number one receiver. I was going to ask you that because yeah. it's not it's not Marquise Brown, and he's too small. He's like he's like the perfect slot perfect slot guy for them um, with the speed and like things that he they do with their offense. But they need a big end zone threat, vertical threat that can just put take some pressure off of Lamar. Um, so I think that's that's gonna be huge for them, and their their O line was hurt this year. Um, I know I think it's Ronnie Stanley. Uh, he signed I think that's his first name. Yeah. But Stanley, he's their left tackle. Not he signed like, he signed this huge extension, and a week later he got hurt for the year. So their their O line was hurt. They do yeah. have some good pieces on their O line. Um, but that yeah that team I can see them winning a Super Bowl within the next five years. Um, it's just gonna take some work for sure. And then with the Bills, man, shout out. We were, talking about this, we were talking about this before, but shout out Bills Mafia. You know, I respect the hell out of them. Um, they raised, shoot, over 200 grand for Lamar's charity um, after he got hurt with his concussion. So I respect the hell out of that fan base and out of that team, um, especially after all the stuff that they were able to do for Josh Allen's grandma after she passed. So I, I really do respect the hell, hell out of that team, and I would love to see them succeed. But – yeah, I think I think Bills can definitely pull an upset even if uh if Mahomes plays. Yeah. I was gonna ask you guys this real quick before we transition into the next game, but if you're a receiver one, say you're an Allen Robinson or you're a Juju Smith Schuster, you're a free agent this year, would you consider sorry Sky, I know Juju, I don't know if you, how you feel about him right now, but if you <laughs> like would you guys wanna play with Lamar? Like like say you're Allen Robinson. You haven't played with a good quarterback your whole career. 
Would you want to play with a guy like Lamar Jackson where it's like up in the air if he can throw you the ball consistently on a consistent basis, you know what I mean? Or would you look elsewhere? Like if you're a receiver one, would you take that risk into going into Baltimore? It's tough because he quite hasn't proven himself as a passer yet. True. You know, like if we'll go for Allen Robinson's example. I mean, he's in a crappy situation right now with a bad quarterback. Does he really want to go back to that? I mean, he'd much rather go to somebody that can actually get the ball where he wants it. You know what I mean? So it, it will be a risk. Um, but honestly, I think Lamar has has to really start becoming more consistent before big names want to go play for him or go play with him. Good point. I was thinking it depends. So, I mean, Shoot, we can, like Alan Robinson over his career, over his career has only had – 64% of his passes deemed catchable. So if I'm out, he Robinson, has all these stats. <laughs> if I'm out Robinson, there's absolutely no, no chance. I'm going to play with Lamar. I'm going to play with like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, like one of these guys that's just going to throw it at my helmet. And like, I, I just <laughs> be there every single time. But if you're like a big name receiver that maybe has been on a crappy team, his first four years and the Ravens approach you, and like you know you're gonna go to the playoffs and stuff like that's something to consider you're like okay well maybe i'll go here and play for a good football team you know what i mean maybe i don't necessarily care about my stats or the money or whatever like i think it really depends on your priorities and kind of like the situation yeah no i agree with that that was my point it just depends on the player let's talk about the browns and the chiefs here uh chiefs beat the browns here 22 17 um, I know Scott hates them, but shout out to the Browns. They got something brewing over there. You know, they had their first playoff run since 2002. Um, big. I mean, you know, I think they said a good, you know, going into the next few years of their uh, franchise, I think they'll be they'll be fine. Uh, but that Higgins fumble, though, guys, I think that's what cost the Browns the game because they only lost by five. You know, that that's a touchdown and six points, so that puts them up. Um, you know, this was a fun game, though. There's a lot of dramatic things about it. We talked about how Kansas City almost, you know, they lost their breath a little bit with the Mahomes being out. And um, my early impressions is, you know, Kansas City's, um, the fact that they don't really run the ball very often, I think that came back to bite them because, um, you know, when you put Henny back there and, you, you know, with Mahomes, like they threw the ball all the time. So you can't do the same thing with your backup quarterback. So I think you need to rely on guys like Le'Veon Bell, or um, Williams or other running back. Um, so, you know, that's, I think that's, <laughs> you know, if, if Mahomes were not to go tomorrow, or not, not tomorrow, if Mahomes were not to go next week, you would probably have to prioritize developing a run game in practice because um, I think you'd be screwed going up against a good Buffalo defense when you're just one-dimensional, just pass, pass, pass. And I don't think you can do that with Henny. He's a backup quarterback. So Unless Henny's the next Nick Foles. Did he look like that, though? No, I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying it could be. Maybe he maybe he shows up next week. I don't know. So what do you guys thought? Okay, let me ask you guys this question to like just so we can talk about something. What was your guys' thoughts on the fourth and inches call in your own territory up five points, knowing good and well the Browns could literally just come down and, and score if you were to fail, you know? I mean, I mean I don't if you think... fail, it's a stupid <clears throat> like, call. I mean, I don't know. I think regardless of <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think regardless of how you go, like Eric Reed, like he's gonna have he has respect. So I mean, like he might get some backlash, but at the same time, like if you convert it, like you're fine. You know what I mean? So it's just like he's a championship yeah. championship coach. Like he's got faith in his guys. Ian, he has faith faith in his backup QB, and they got it done. I mean, if Mahomes can't go, like that's gonna affect. That's really gotta affect Tyreek and Kelsey. I mean, Tyreek oh, yeah. showed today. That he's able to, you know, be there for their backup quarterback, but you know, both guys had over 100 yards this year or this game. Uh, both guys, I think, had like nine catches each. Uh, both guys had eight catches each. Both went over 100 yards, and Kelsey was able to catch a touchdown. You know, if they were, if Mahomes were, to go, were not to, you know, he can't go next week. That's got to affect them. So, um, as a Chiefs fan, like, how nervous are you? Because the Bills are they're hungry. You know, this is probably the, their year. What do you guys think? <laughs> If Mahomes I mean, weren't to, wasn't, oh no, go for it. If, if I'll say it straight up, if Mahomes is not playing, it's rap, bro. It's a fucking rap. 
as last year's season. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> there we go. Got, and congratulations, <laughs> Chiefs Nation. Y'all went 14 and two. You know, you want a game in the playoffs, but if if Mahomes can't go, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I also don't see Mahomes like saying, "Oh, I can't play. I'm not going to play this week," because he knows how good of a player he is. He's the best player, top two, top three players in the NFL. You know, if he lets like yeah. all concussion is serious, but if he lets an injury where he has a week to get over, you know. I'm not saying like go out and just play regardless. I'm saying, you know, if if the he gets the as soon as he gets the okay from the doctors, I think he's playing. Oh yeah, that's all, that's all I'm gonna say. All right, let's talk about the last game here. This one was kind of emotional. I think this one in particular had more implications than just playoff football. Because I mean, I think this very well could be Drew Brees' last game. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, unfortunately, or however you want to look at it, they beat the Saints <laughs> thirty to twenty. And uh, my early thoughts, I told you guys this on on earlier podcasts, if the Bucks were to play the Saints, what did I say? They would win, guaranteed, 10 out of 10. And, you know, that happened tonight, and it was kind of bittersweet because I was rooting for the Saints at one point because I want to see Breeze win a Super Bowl before he's, before he's done. And, you know, it's a tough way to go out. He did not play that well. He had three picks, could not throw the ball down the field. Um it was a tough game to watch, especially towards the end. It, they were going back and forth for a while. A couple of plays kind of kind of swung the momentum a little bit. Um, you know, talk. Let's talk about let's talk about the Saints. Let's talk about Drew Brees. Forget the Saints. Let's talk about Drew Brees. Um, Ryan, what are your thoughts on on you know what we saw? I mean, set set the side the game aside here. Like Drew Brees goes down is. I mean, people argue that he's actually the goat. When you like look at what he's done statistically, like passing yards, touchdowns, like all that and stuff, and um, you know, I think as bittersweet as it is that he's out, it's it's pretty cool to see him go out against a guy that he's played since college, and that is in that goat debate. Yeah. I mean, we saw two of the greatest QBs, and like I just saw a Twitter video; they were like hanging out after the game, and like Tom Brady was like throwing the ball like with. Drew Brees' kids like and just like playing catch with them and they were just like hanging out and stuff and so like it's a very like bittersweet moment and like seeing Drew Brees run off the field and like take one look back at the field uh, it just is like I don't know man like you just you just kind of appreciate moments like this and like how great like he actually was so it's definitely a bummer to see you know if I guess I guess it hasn't been official yet but everyone's saying it's pretty much official um if like his last throw as a quarterback in the league was interception like that's that just it's kind of it's kind of a bummer you wish that it was like a touchdown or just a completion or something but um you know who knows maybe he pulls a tom brady and comes back but yeah man it's uh it was it was yeah it was it was cool it was cool to watch him go up against tom brady and like have this matchup i guess as uh potentially his his last one yeah, I just want to talk about, you know, Breeze a little bit more before I let you guys go. But, you know, what he's meant for – he really changed that culture in New Orleans because he did start off his career in San Diego. Um, he, I think he did make New Orleans a relevant football team. He was there during, the, you know, the post-Katrina days. So he was a bit you – know, he's been a big um, active member in the community. Um, he almost had a career-ending shoulder injury too in San Diego. Yeah. He's just like, he just did a lot of great things, a lot of great things for that city, great things for the league, um, great things for sports in general. And you know, yeah, game aside, let's not let's forget about the game uh, for a little bit. But if that were his last game, he's really done enough in his career to cement himself as you know a top five quarterback ever. He's really is a go. He's a Hall of Famer for sure. Um, and you know, to see people, guys, like um, it's kind of sad because I see guys on Twitter like Shannon Sharp. Who say like some dumbass stuff like, oh, if Jameis Winston would have given him a better chance to win this game, or you know, or like smoking on that Drew Brees. Like, shut up, because this guy is a goat. He's respectable, easily one of like, you know, you guy you can't really hate in the league. Um, so credit to Drew Brees. Had a great career. Had a, it was it was an honor watching him play football for you know in front of us for years. So credit to Drew Brees. Scott and Jack, you guys have any comments on? Uh, Drew Brees or the Saints in general? Um, you know, I think respectably my number two uh, quarterback of all time. I think okay. I'm pretty comfortable saying that. It it just was a shame having a crappy last game 
You know, mm-hmm. he had such a fantastic season. Um, honestly, was really wasn't expecting this. Uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady literally flipped this last game because, you know, Brady, like, struggled the entire year against the Saints. And then, boom, playoffs come around. And, Play- and, Tom. Uh, and yeah, Tom. But then Drew uh, just – just shat the bed. That's the <laughs> way to put it, man. Couldn't be nice, at least for the last game. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, hey, I, I've already put respect on his whole career. I mean, I, yeah. you know, he's a great quarterback, but you know, kind of didn't really, didn't really uh, have that great of a last game. But uh, there's no, there's no, there's no, you know, sugarcoating it. You know, it's just put it the way it is. But you know, obviously, we would have liked it to be a shootout between the two. But at the end of the day, even if that is his last game, there's so much more to look at. And, you know, like you said, he has so he's he has so many records in the book. So love him. Hopefully it's not his last game. I hope he comes back for one more season. It'd be kind of nice. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised if it was his last game. Yeah. So leading leading up to, I think, the playoffs, he had signed a contract with Fox it was like a broadcasting. So like basically what like Tony Romo does, but with Fox. And then I'm pretty sure it's before this game, someone came out and this was like all over his like bleacher report and like all like uh credible site, uh, credible accounts were saying that somebody from Fox, Fox did confirm that he's retiring after this game. But I mean, anything can happen, you know, or, or the last game in the Superdome. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. So yeah. I was just gonna say like, I mean, I had flashbacks of, Brady last year when he threw that pick against the Titans, you know, like I was like, there's no way this man's like gonna not is gonna retire off of that. So I mean, anything ha- can happen with Breeze, but I mean, shoot, I respect the ha- hell out of him and and just like as a man, like that man has done so much for his community. And um, I mean, when you look at the record books, like him and Breeze are literally on the top for like all the stats, you know, like first passing yards, second passing TDs, first yeah. passing completions. Like this man, like. He's, there's no doubt he's not a first uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, but yeah. Facts. We'll see what Do you guys think he's gonna be good as an announcer? Like, I kind of hope he's like oh, the next great. Tony Romo, and like the two of them like just start announcing yeah. together. Like, I feel like that'd be sick. <laughs> Except Tony's CBS, but you know what Bro, I mean. Well, they got Aikman in the booth with Buck right now, but I think he'll do something good with another partner. I like Aikman and Buck, but I think he'll do really well. Um, smart guy, very, you know, he's very talkative. You know, you see, I was actually just before we started shooting, I saw him like do his pregame speech. So he's got a lot to say. He's very creative in what he says, even when he's like screaming at his teammates in the huddle. Um, so I'd be, it'd be really cool. Be interesting. Uh, but flipping over to Tampa Bay side, um, Tom Brady's the GOAT, simply put. I mean, that's probably the best game I've ever seen him play this or not ever seen him play, but that's the best game I've seen him play this year put the ball in all the right places, made all the good reads, all the good checks, looked like he was in looked like he was in control. Um, you know, what are your guys' feelings about Tampa Bay going into the, the Packers game? Like, do you feel better about them going against the Packers? Do you think the Packers are going to blow them out? Or do you think it's going to be a closer game? What do you guys think? I think it's going to be a close I mean, game. Got, I think, I think it will be a very close game. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. We got playoff time. I'm going to agree with Scott. Playoff Tom? Oh, you you picking Tom? Oh wow! Over well, Rodgers? I mean, I'm looking yeah, for I, I, I don't I don't know if I do that confidently. I'm just I just can't pick the Packers. So ah, uh, you got to stay bear. I like that. I like that about Bears fans though. You guys stay hating the uh, like the other teams <laughs> in your division, which I which is fine. Which is like it's like the Lakers hating on the the Clippers or the Suns or the Warriors. So I see it. I feel it. All right, let's get into uh, NBA players, some guys who have really surprised you. You know, share with the people um, some players that, you know, really impressed you at this point. They could be superstars uh, who are staying great. They could be young players who are taking a big leap or guys that we don't really, you know, not high-profile players. So, um, Jack, why don't you just go first? Why don't you give us uh, two players – or give us one player first. We'll go around the horn. Wait, did you just say who's not a high-profile player? They don't have to be. I mean, just oh, give us two okay. guys you, that, you know, really impress you. We'll have a conversation about it. So, well, can we give just, us one right now. Can we, can we just appreciate that we can lo- finally love watching Curry play again? Yeah, Curry. Yeah. I mean, it's so much fun to Ryan, watch. Ryan, how do you again. feel about Steph Curry, bro? He's, he's balling out. I mean, this it's not a hate from you. <laughs> Every time, bro, we have to press Ryan with the Curry questions. I mean, but, but uh, Jack, is that your player? That's not your player, is it? 
Well, that was one of them. You told you told us to get a couple. Okay, so, yeah, let's that, talk about Curry. Let's talk about Curry. Like the, that's just like the first one, you know. It's fine. Elaborate. Just, what have you seen? Big, he, he's the he's the big man again. You know, a lot of people doubted him in his ability to play basketball, but guess what? Guess what? He's like, shut your ass up. I am <laughs> Steph Curry. I am the best point guard in the NBA, and I am going to show you why. And that man has been balling. He's been having some up and down games, though. I'm not going to lie. He has had some down games. But overall, we are definitely seeing the progression of him gaining his confidence back. He's starting to shoot the ball better. He's having those games where he's hitting six threes again, and he's only shooting ten of them. You know, And that's kind of like what we saw back in – you know, unanimous, unanimous MVP season back in 2016. So it's just, and finally, you know, he doesn't, he's not on that super team. So not everybody's going to be hating on him right now. You can finally just go, yeah, I can respect and watch his game again. So that's, I've enjoyed being able to sit back and go, I can actually, you know, watch him, you know, uh, do his behind the back, step back, cross somebody up and pull up for a crazy ass three again, you know? Anyways. Yeah. That's my first player. Do you want me to go for my second, or do you want to go Let's, around? We can talk about it. Do you guys have any comments? I like it. I don't know about the whole freaking the best point, point guard in the league, <laughs> but, I mean, hey, hey, he's, he's having a good year. I'm, I'm I'm with you, Jack. I'm very glad to see Stephen Curry balling again. So I'm with I like, you. Yeah, I like um, – dude, Steph is just so great at, like, getting to his spot without – the defense doesn't control where he goes. I mean, yeah, they do, but Steph has an answer for every single defensive – you know, coverage that they give him. Like he gets in the paint, like that's six foot four skinny ass point guard is getting in the paint, shooting a little floater, a little runner, dump down to the big. He's looking really good right now. I mean, I, the Warriors are exciting to watch again. Um, you know, even if they they suck sometimes, some nights, they're still fun to watch. Like I look for Warrior games on NBA TV and whatnot or on NBA streams or whatever. Um, it's good to have the Warriors good again. I wouldn't say they're good uh, again. Let's go to, Hold up. Well, fun to watch hey. again. Hey, what? They're Chill like, what? Aren't they like six seven and six? Four? Relax. Oh. Hey, 500. They were, they were yeah, six and four. four. So they've dropped a terrible. few games. That's not terrible. 20%, not of the, 20% of the way, I think that's what it's called right now. 20%, I think that's where we're at. Um, that's not bad. To be 500, you know, we're not expecting them to be top five seed anymore. If they can stay in the hunt, that's good for them. But, um, Let's have uh, Scott, let's have you give us our Ooh, next player. I got the man himself, Mr. Top 25 player. <laughs> Mr. Kevin Durant, bro. My man is balling right now, man. He's coming off of that Achilles injury. We've never seen anybody with an Achilles injury come back, and he's playing like that shit did not happen. Man looks like he's top three right now, averaging 31.7 boards and six assists. Man, definitely not looking like he's in the top 20 to 25 players, man. Um, but, hey, he looks really good. He looks really good. And and you were saying how um, Steph is getting to his spot. Like, that's KD right now. Like, I don't know yep. how much of you guys have been watching him, but, like, this man literally, that left wing, takes it right to that left wing, and he's just pulling up or he's getting to his spots mid-range, and that's just his He's just so consistent. It's so fun to watch him, and I miss watching him. So his, his handle, oh yeah, his handle is underrated. It's ridiculous. Like that shot that he had last night against the Magic, where he just like like uh, between cross, between cross against step back, like raise up, fouled and won. You know that was the that was impressive. And then the one where he just totally hesitated, like totally hezzy Hachimura, like off the screen. That was a nice one too. I mean, yep. He doesn't. It looks like he didn't have an injury. Sometimes I forget, like he had an injury. Um, yeah, he looks really good right now. Ryan, do you like regret ever saying that? I mean, I don't regret it because my my reasoning was his Achilles injury. So like, yeah, I I, true, I don't true. I don't think it was that dumb to say because again, like Scott said, we've never seen someone come back from the Achilles injury, especially to this extent. Like it, like you said, it doesn't even look like he was injured. Like it looks like he didn't even miss a beat. I mean, that's just. I'm not. I'm not gonna deny it. Like I just, you can't expect. Like I don't think. I don't think too many people. I mean, maybe you guys did, but I don't think too many people expected him to play this well, this quickly. Uh, we know? all did. I. I did. <laughs> I did definitely because this. This fool was still in the middle of his prime. You know, like when Kobe tore his Achilles, it was towards the tail end, and he was declining. But like KD was literally in the middle of his prime, and like yes, it's an Achilles injury. 
But like with his game, I just think it, his game correlates with like being able to come back and perform. So, I mean, that's fair. All right. I, I mean, yeah, I'm a little shocked too. I mean, uh, it, he's uh, he's going to have to play a lot of five this year, I think, with uh, Jared Allen leaving after the Harden trade. So um, he's going to have to like lead this team, especially since he's the calming presence on the team, I guess, compared to like the other two other superstars. So I think he's going to, you know, he's going to have to be KD pre Achilles for sure. Um, yeah. All right. Ryan, who is your surprise or who is your uh, player to talk about? My player to talk about, I'm going to go with, he, you know, he's probably hasn't been talked about that much among most people. He probably has been an afterthought from the draft, but our boy out of the University of Oregon, Peyton Pritchard. He is straight balling in Boston right now. He's playing well. He's honestly going to play. He's taking Jeff Teague's spot as the backup point guard. Jeff Teague, you stink. Time to get out of Boston. Peyton Pritchard taking hey, You want to know who's next? No, Kemba is <laughs> not next, who, bro. Kemba is next? not next. <laughs> but I'm going to say even myself, hey. I am surprised at how well he has played. I did not think that he would come into the league right away and play this well. So Peyton Good shit, dude. Good shit. Yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I'm my dad. You. My dad. Like, I remember watching Pritchard in college his freshman year. You guys tell me if this is right, but you, since you guys went to Oregon, but uh, Pritchard's freshman year, he was the starting point guard as a freshman on the Final Four team, um, and he was pretty much just like a bring the ball up the court and just get the ball to the superstars and space out, hit open threes, and then like every every year after that, he just kind of became like a scoring machine. Um, so, I mean, that's what got him to be a first round pick. So shout out to you, Peyton Pritchard, but, uh, that's a good, that's a surprising pick for me. Um, all right. My pick, um, you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with one A and one B. I'll go, I'll keep, keep these both short. I got DeMontis Sabonis from the Indiana Pacers. Pretty much knocked Ryan. No, out no, of, I, uh, I won. Actually, no, he I won. Ryan. Shout out, I won. won. Okay, the comeback team, baby, one and three. <laughs> Here we go. Gave gave Ryan a heart attack in our fantasy basketball league. This guy's a double double machine. He is the offense in um him and Malcolm Brogdon. Here he's the offense in Indiana. He's a double double machine, like I mentioned. He is averaging twenty two points per game, along with. 13 rebounds and about six assists. So this guy does everything. He looks confident. He looks comfortable. Um, you know, people were saying, oh, he was a fluke all-star last year. Uh, obviously, he was not because he's carrying it on. He took a bigger leap this year in Indiana. Um, real quick, my second one. Uh, I was going to pick this one, but, you know, because he got traded recently, uh, it's kind of like totally like might have honestly sucked the life out of my argument. But Karis LeVert from the – originally from the Brooklyn Nets – Whenever KD or Kyrie were sitting on the bench and it was just him, he was like looking like an all-star. He's got very interesting game, very dependable score. They called him the Manu Ginobili. He played the Manu Ginobili role in Brooklyn. Um, I know he had a recent injury, a pretty significant injury, uh, mass on his kidney. Um, so hopefully he can recover and get back to Indiana because he was balling. And I'm looking forward to seeing his career, his, the next stage of his career in Indy. So, Karis LeVert, DeMontis Sabonis, now teammates. So, those are my two guys. Uh, I actually have another like one later. But Jack. Uh, should I keep it at one or should should I do like – I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two, but I'm going to keep them both real short. Okay. Okay, because I got to give some credit to, um, number one, uh, CJ McCollum. That oh, man boy, has this been straight – Boy, he's just been straight balling this year. <laughs> no, I, he I mean, is. He is. I mean, as as a guy who is normally the secondary guy looked at in Portland, you know, uh, I think he's proven a lot in his ability to just score the hell out of the basketball. You know, he's always looking at a second as you know to uh, game, but I, you know, he's proven himself as equal to the man. You know, I don't know so, about yeah. equal, but I I'm with you, Jack. That was my other pick. That was one of them. <laughs> CJ McCollum's balling right now. And then, of course, I got to go with my boy, 
Mr. Gordon Hayward, of mm-hmm. course, okay. proving everybody right. that that Matt, because everybody was like, man, why are you, why are you giving that Max deal to that washed up Utah boy? <gasps> he was booty in, in Boston. Everybody was saying that. Oh, yeah, and CG. He is straight up balling in Charlotte. They're still trying to get their feet underneath him over there. I don't have his stats directly in front of me right now, so I don't know exactly what his averages are. I can pull those up, though, but he he's looking good. He's looking like he's worth that max deal. I agree, yeah. so He's looking good. CJ is probably um, one of the most skilled guards in the league, like especially at his height. Like he, The fact that he can get to any spot, he's got a really good handle. Got a good pull up mid range game. Uh, I think the only re- good size, good size, two long arms. Uh, I think the reason why he hasn't been an all star is because he's like on the shorter side. He's not like one of those other bigger guards like Harden or like you know Beal, PG. Um, so yeah, I mean he just gets kind of slept on. So hopefully he makes an all star team yeah. this year. I hope so too. And then one last one, uh, a guy who's really come into come into his own is Zach Levine. Mm. He he has been the absolute leader of that Chicago Bulls team. I think Chicago is going to be I, – I, I actually see an upside to them. I mean, Markkinen just came back off of his injury. He's a huge point to that uh, to that team. And Zach's averaging, what, 28 – I pulled him up – 28 points this year. Um, Chicago's still struggling, though. They still have quite a few losses. Wendell Carter honestly, Jr. is also balling. Yeah, yeah. He's also another guy that's pretty good on that Bulls team, but but Zach Levine definitely a surprise. I didn't, I never thought that he would be that that lethal of a scorer. Hey, in the most league. improved player potentially. So yeah, Scott, who's your second guy or your two other guys? All right, so yeah, so I I had CJ McCollum. You know that was my that's my dark that was my guy in fantasy. You know I picked him in the fifth round. The man's performing like a third, second, third rounder right mm-hmm. now. Man's averaging 27 points, five assists, four boards, 44% from the three-point range, which is nuts. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he's definitely improving so much. And I think, I think like, that offense kind of just gave him more – I don't know if you want to say the keys because it's still Dame's team. But, like, they've definitely, like, upend his role, it seems like. And he was still, like, the number two guy. But, like, he just seems like he's, like, he's going after that all-star appearance for sure. Um, and then my last guy would be – the man, the myth, the legend, you know, Magic motherfucking Johnson. <laughs> I, I met I met Lamelo Ball. You know, Lamelo Ball's balling lately. Man, just put up a triple double. Uh, youngest player to ever do it. He's averaging twelve, six, and seven. And he's and this is off the bench yeah, too. Not even man's started. not starting yeah. yet. He's not even starting. He will be starting within the next week or two. But he is looking comfortable. He's looking good. He's got confidence. He's definitely not playing like Zoe did his first year. Like this man looks like he's gonna run away with the rookie of the year. Hornets looking good too right now. They're in playoff position right now. They're playing good ball. They play fast. Keep the rotation short. Hayward's looking good. PJ Washington, Lamelo looking all, all looking good. So um, if they can keep it up, yeah. you know they can. You know they can make some more noise besides you know uh, outside of Lamelo. Um, yeah, Magic Johnson Jr. I can. It's starting to get a little clear. I mean, I'm not gonna say you're right right now, but it looks a little like it looks like you know you're not. Looks like you, you know what you're talking about, Scott. Yep. <laughs> Y'all were telling you were saying that I was. I crazy. thought you were crazy. Because your George Kittle comment on the the Oregon tight end, but, <laughs> <laughs> but this one looks like it's gonna be a hit. Um, all right, Ryan. My next one, we're going to go back to Indiana, Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. Man is man is quietly balling out there. Uh, I, I mean, Sabonis is taking all kind of the stardom, I guess, or like all, all eyes are going on him with the way that he's been playing. But Brogdon has been a huge piece for them. And um, definitely keep your eyes out for him because he's, he's going to be a big piece of them moving forward too. It's going to be interesting how this – it's going to be interesting to see how like him and Levert – work together because that's their backcourt their future um yeah i'm excited like malcolm brogdon's had a really good year he's doing really well in fantasy too so shout out all the malcolm brogdon fantasy owners um yeah good pick doing really well this year maybe maybe sneaks in as an all-star i don't know i don't know all right i have a really like i have a dark horse one dark horse pick um 
completely off the grid. Not very many people, um, not very many casuals know about this guy. But he's an Oregon Duck. <laughs> okay, he comes off the bench. The swatter, the oh, yeah. swatter boy himself, Chris Boucher. Um, Stand up. Let me, let me pull up his uh, stats real quick because this man is coming off the bench, right? He doesn't. He should be starting, but um, he's he's ridiculous. Uh, block he freaking blocks everything. He was a G League MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, um, the year that the Raptors won the title. So now he's finally getting his chance at the NBA level. He's averaging sixteen points a game, forty eight percent from three. 60% field goal percentage. He averages about seven rebounds, an assist, and about three blocks a game. Remember the name, Chris Boucher. He's got a little Anthony Davis in him. Little long arms, blocks everything, at least on the defensive side. Offensively, he had he has had some really good games. Uh, 20 points, 25, 20, 15, 23 in the last one, two, three, four, five games. Remember the name, most improved player, uh, Chris Boucher. Hey, I got I got him yeah. on my fantasy team. I know. Yeah, let me get him I, though. I, I know. Well, in my other in my other oh, okay. league, not this right. league. Yeah, because I have him. <laughs> um, yeah, he's balling right now. Uh, big fan, big fan of his. Uh, remember the name, y'all. He's six foot nine, seven foot four wingspan. He's uh, no, he is balling. he's coming different this year. All right, all right. Well, that's gonna do it for today's episode of the Playing Rotation Podcast, episode number twenty three. Uh, talked a little bit about the nfl playoffs after round two and some nba uh, a little nba update some nba players that we've grown to love over the last two months or grown to appreciate rather um yeah had a lot of fun uh we might be doing something new next week where we do one episode a week as opposed to two so um you know just be on the lookout for that uh other than that we will catch you on the next episode peace out